Good morning. This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook. And today I'm reading the Daily Hebrew Declaration for February 1st, 2020. The Hebrew letters that we are honoring today are Beit, Aleph, and Resh. Again, those of you that are just now joining us and kind of wondering how we're coming up with honoring these particular Hebrew letters, we're doing it based on the date. So February being the second month of the year, we're honoring the position of Beit, which is the second letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph, today being the first. And 2020, the 20th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the Hebrew letter Resh. And so we also, along with those Hebrew letters, want to honor the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of counsel. Now today, it probably sounds a little bit different uh, because I'm doing the podcast from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, We're up here speaking at a home group on Sunday evening, and so I'm sitting outside of beautiful Greenville, South Carolina, and near downtown, and this is an absolutely beautiful uh, area. It's a real true southern town, and it's got a beautiful southern charm, and it's it's just a beautiful place to, to be. The Daily Hebrew Declarations today reads this, As Yeshua dwells in us, we become an ascended dwelling place, a dwelling place for the divine. We are in the fullness of Yahweh, his leading, strength, breath, promise, fulfillment, plan, and especially his love. The catalyst to create the future, also becoming that dance through limitless possibilities, creating with desire. You see, again, we've really been talking about this. This, this, this really seems to be a theme that Yahweh has been speaking a lot here lately. I know for quite some time, Yahweh's been speaking to me about this place of, uh, and the two shall become one flesh. And to me, the living letter bait really refers to that place of the two becoming one. Because at the core of what bait stands for, it, it really is a picture of duality. Sometimes it's, it's two puzzle pieces that connect together in a way that you would never think would fit together. Because when you look at the puzzle pieces from the outside, they have com- sometimes have completely different shapes and completely different pictures on the actual puzzle piece itself. But when they connect up together, suddenly you realize there's a more beautiful picture there because of the connection that's made. And you see, this is really a picture to me of our relationship with Yahweh and our relationship with Yeshua because there's that connection that as we have asked him, asked him into our hearts, that there's that connection that we make that, that says that really we, we begin to see a much greater depth of that. But see, to me, it goes even beyond the relationship with Yahweh. Because the truth is, is that when I look into people's faces, when I look into people that I know, people around me, and I look into their face, and Yahweh has shown me that each one of us are a facet of Yahweh. We are, if you will, a, a, a unique expression of the face of Yahweh. And so every time that I look into someone else's face, I'm really spending time with Yahweh at that same time. Yeah, you know, we cry out, Yahweh, I want to see you face to face. And yes, there is a beautiful dimension of that face to face with with us and just him, that place of the two of us. I call it the universe of two, or better yet, it's what I call my secret place. But in this place of, of just me and him, this is one beautiful perspective of it. But then when I get a chance to spend time with, with friends and family and those people that are, I'm connected with and so on, 
there's, there's, there's this place, and even sometimes people I don't even know, there's this place where there's a connection because as I look into their face, I am looking into the face of Yahweh. Kind of gives me a completely different perspective when I'm talking to somebody because if I see that other person as the face of Yahweh and as the unique perspective of who they are, kind of kind of helps me to understand the way that I should respond to to that person. Even if that person is doing something that would not be char- uh, would not be in the character of Yahweh, that part is irrelevant. I'm still looking into the face of Yahweh. And see, Bait really talks about this place and this ascended dwelling place because really this place of the ascension, this place of coming up here, as Apostle Aaron says, then we begin to see things from a different perspective. And we realize that this is a dwelling place for the divine, the the. The, the, the connection, the spiritual connection with us and the Father in his fullness, in his leading, in his strength, in his breath, in his promise, in his fulfillment, because really he's, he's really showing us the fulfillment and the, the finishing from the beginning. We're walking out the journey of that fulfillment, even though he's given us an insight. But the, the beautiful part about all that is this, that even that, that insight that we do have of the fulfillment that is only scratching the surface of what really Yahweh has planned and what Yahweh has for us already. Already, it's not even so much a planning, what he has already made available for us. And as we go through this journey, we can then appropriate that place. I kind of see it a little bit different. I used to see it in this place where it was a a place of attaining, a place of, of getting somewhere before I could have access to something. And Yahweh began to show me that that really that's not the case. He's already provided us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And so in this place of, of understanding that, then I'm walking out the journey only to, to have a veil pulled back to see what has always been there from the very beginning. You see, it's in that place that it begins to be the catalyst to create the future. It begins the, that catalyst of the creation. You know, one of the ways that I look at the living letter Ayin, even though that's not one of the letters we're honoring today, Ayin is speaking along with these, these other three letters, Beit, Aleph, and Aleph, and Resh. Because in Ayin, one of the ways that Yahweh showed me about the way that it looks is that the right side of Ayin looks like the living letter Nun. Well, Nun is a picture of being a son, an heir, a priest, and a king in the kingdom of Almighty Yahweh. One of the more literal meanings of Nun talks about the humbled prince, one who walks and, and, and lives and is in humility, realizing that, that, yes, it's about the things that I need to be able to live this life that Yahweh has given me, but it's also that place of me giving into the place because I'm giving into Yahweh when I look at the, into the faces of the people. But Nun, to me, in the Ayin, is kind of bent back a little bit, so it's opened up. And on the left side, because if you look at Ayin, it kind of looks like a le- the, the letter Y. The left side of the Y of Ayin has a slight twist to it. Well, this is where Ga, the 23rd, the hidden letter, was actually added to Ayin during the time of Ezra. But to me, it represents this place of creation because Ga is a letter of creation. And so out of the belly of the Nun comes the Ga, this place of creation. But funny, the Hebrew living letter Ayin really talks about revelation, about seeing, about understanding, about seeing beyond. 
about seeing that fulfillment from the beginning. So you see, as kings, heirs, and priests, and sons in the kingdom of Almighty Yahweh, there's a place of creation that comes out of us. And the understanding that Yahweh's already provided us all things that pertain unto life and godliness is that catalyst to create in the now, which will lay down the future from this point on. And it becomes a dance of limitless possibilities creating with desire. Not only the desire of Yahweh, but I love it when he turns it back around and says, Daniel, I want to see what you can do. I will give you what you need and I want to see what you can do with this. Make something out of it. Make me surprised. I remember my daughter was little, how we would give her crayons and a, and a coloring book. And she would sit down and begin to, to draw. And of course, as she got older, the more beautiful they become. But I say that sometimes the ones in the beginning, you know, when she sat down with the crayon the first time were some of the most beautiful ones that I'd ever seen. Because I could see that she was making a connection between taking a crayon and beginning to write with it and beginning to draw with it to create something. And so she began that, that, that possibility of realizing that she had the ability to create from there. And this is the dance of that beautiful creation, that the, the limitless possibilities of creating with desire, especially when Yahweh turns back around and says this, just like I said before, let me see what you can do. I'm going to give you what you need, but I want to be surprised by what you do. Hmm. So kind of a different concept about Yahweh being surprised about what we do. But I believe that. I believe Yahweh has set his word to do just that, to give us the opportunity of saying, Yahweh, let me take what you've given me and surprise you back with it. So let's go out today. Let's look at this from the place of who we really are as sons, kings, heirs, and priests. And we realize that Yahweh has already provided us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, and that we are the catalyst to create not only the now, but our future, and becoming that dance through the limitless possibilities of creating with desire. We'll see you guys tomorrow.